everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. We are here with Sam Willard, owner of Harper's Haberdashery here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're going to be talking men's fashion. We're going to be talking running your own business and some do's and don'ts about the fashion industry and also some education on what a haberdashery is. So I'm excited to talk to Sam about it. I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about his business and how he got to the gates of where he's at now. And before we get started, big thanks to the people making this possible, Falaya Real Estate and Government Taco. Be sure to stay to the end to hear a little bit more about them. And without further ado, Sam, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I know we've had lunch before at the shop and we visited and you asked me to come on the show and I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. So well, good. Thank I'm, you. I appreciate the the lunch and that was a fun time getting to hear a little bit about your story and a little bit about your background. I think we went a little over that day. Maybe just Maybe. a tad. Just a tad. That's right. But that's all good. We got plenty of time here. So what is, who are you, man? Who is Sam Willard? Well, I mean, what, what, uh, who is Sam Willard? That's an interesting question. What kind of a kid was Sam Willard? Sam Willard was, uh, I grew up here in Baton Rouge. I um, went to LaSalle Elementary, McKinley Magnet, Terre High School, uh, went in the Navy. Um, Baton Rouge was a little different back then than it is now. It's not wasn't as, as, as uh, populated as it is now, and uh, it was just a different place. It was a, It was a kind of a... Well, even though it was a capital city, it was more of a small town atmosphere. You know, you went different places, you did different things. You went to school with, with uh, mostly people in your neighborhood. You know, we 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 got in on the uh, some of the busing, but uh, but you know, yeah, Baton Rouge wasn't a bad place to grow up. You know, it's uh, you, had the, you know, gates of Tigerland right there. I mean, you covered just a nice, it's a good place to grow up. So, oh yeah, I remember when. Uh, Lobdell was still a two-lane highway and had all that pasture land where Town Center is now. So I grew up, as, as, as before we moved to Baton Rouge, we moved here in 1981. I lived in a small town called Arkadelphia, Arkansas, and that's like... Arkadelphia? Arkadelphia, that's small, but there's two colleges there. There's Washita <laughs> Baptist and Henderson State right across the street. And kind of, that's kind of where I have such a... a, a, a lasting effect with my accent and people often hear it sound like, like a duck but um you know we lived there we came to baton rouge and my, my grandfather was a uh, retired chief in the navy and he put the naval reserve center in here at ryan airport that was his last duty station and my parents had met at lsu and and they uh ended their relationship and my uh my mother lived in arkansas and my father lived here in baton rouge and was going back to law school and we we came to live with him and my brother and I. We 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 were so redneck that the spaghetti loop at the corner of Airline Highway and Plank, right there, you know, that goes. Around, we thought that was a roller coaster ride. You know, what I'm saying we didn't, we had never seen anything like that. You know, these bridges going back yeah. and forth. So, but you know, it was uh, it was a different thing. So we lived on Jefferson Highway back then, and uh, you know, back then Jefferson Highway was canopied by oak trees. Okay. So you had trees going. It was two lanes with ditches on both sides. So now yep. this big place that everybody thinks is the ritziest place in Baton Rouge to live, and oh, it was just a normal neighborhood for us. You know, we grew up right there. I, I played Pac-Man and and uh, Frogger and all those games at the Seven Eleven at the corner of Lobdell and Jefferson Highway. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Corporate Boulevard didn't even exist. The dead end, it was called Esplanade. So it was just a whole different area back so then. So it, it, so Je- Jefferson and Jefferson was and Lobdell dead end or dead end right there, and it was no, just like an L. Jefferson went all the way to Government Street, like it did. Right. Okay. The Backpacker was originally right there next to where the pizza place is right now. Reginelli's Pizza was the original yep. location of the Backpacker. It was two lane all the way up. College Drive, if you wanted to get to Esplanade, which is what it was called, Corporate Boulevard, the only way to go was down College Drive to okay. get there because it dead-ended right past the, uh, the the Bank One building right there. So where the Lamar building is, mm-hmm. right past the Lamar building is where it dead-ended. And that Esplanade Mall where Sullivan's is and all that was like a little shopping mall and everything. Okay, so that was way, well, was way, way back. Corporate back Boulevard wasn't even built yet. <laughs> it was still Phil Witter's pasture land. Yep. You know, and Jefferson Highway was ditches on both sides. Old Hammond Highway was two lanes, and there wasn't a whole lot of whole lot of nothing right there. So, right, because part of that seven o- right down Seven Oaks is part still agricultural land. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's why I think one owner has a Shetland pony that they keep tied up in their front yard. Yeah. I right during the so. middle of subdivision. I'm like, how is this possible? Yeah, it's Baton Rouge. Everything's possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. So, all right, you grew up in Baton Rouge. So, we, so I come to Baton Rouge. I say, okay, so I um, I lived um, in here, went to Terra High School, graduated Terra High School, and I joined the Navy a year before I graduated high school. Okay. So I rode my bicycle now, rode my bicycle through Old Goodwood mm-hmm. to Bon Marche Mall, which is now what Bon Carie or whatever. Is what it's called. That used to, the the Boncare place up here, where the, okay. uh, the the I don't know what it's called. What's what's the place up there? The the Boncare, uh Industrial Center. You know, right there at the corner, of Lobdale and oh, uh, Lobdale yeah, and Airline. Like, yeah, it's called yes. Boncare or something yep. like Lobdale, in Florida, like, right there. Yeah, you got like the Tech Park and yeah, all that that's in the, the subdivision. Tech park. Yep. Yeah, so the Tech Park used to be Bon Marche Mall. Okay. So that's where, and they had the Navy recruiting station, the Marines. Well, I went to join the Marines, and they said, you can't join until six months before you graduate high school. I said, okay. So I walked next door to the Navy. I said, y'all take me now? They said, yeah. So boom, signed up for the Navy right there a year before I graduated high school. Hot dang. So I leave the Navy. I leave. I turn 18 the first day of boot camp. Okay? okay. My old man drops me off at the bus station at Florida Boulevard, the Greyhound. Mm-hmm. says, good luck. 17 years old. Okay? So I get on the bus. I go to New Orleans and I go to Pensacola for rescue swimmer school and air crew school. And I went to uh, I went to Orlando for boot camp. And then I was stationed out in uh, California for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. I flew as a low master on C2s. And, uh, you know, on Top Gun, when they say fly dog crap out of Hong Kong, that's basically what I did. I hauled a <laughs> bunch of crap from all different places. You know what I'm saying? So wow. I didn't see a whole lot out there. So then I transferred and I moved to uh, Guam. We initially went to the Philippines, Mount Pinatubo hit. We left the Philippines and went to Guam as I was a low master on C 130s. Okay. So I flew all over Thailand, all over Asia. I've been to Iwo Jima, all those places. And what was kind of neat was it was the 49th anniversary or the 50th anniversary of all those battles. So I got to see all those Saipan, all those. And I lived on Guam. So basically, I, you know, it was a good time. So then I get out of the Navy six months early. So I come back and I said, man, I don't want to sweat anymore. What can I do not to sweat? Well, my father was still an attorney here in town, and he knew another guy that owned a store here in town that was hiring. And I said, well, let me go try this. So I got out of the Navy on a Wednesday, and I started slinging rags on a Friday. 
So what, wait, slinging rags. What That's kind? That's selling clothes. Selling guys. So okay. selling clothes on a Friday. Didn't know anything about selling clothes. Not a thing. Okay, wow. but I had my first day. Boom, boom. It was perfect. And then um, hey, I said, I can do this. So <laughs> after one day. I, after one day. So there I was, and I uh, I did that for seven years for that store, and went okay. to Southeastern and commuted back and forth. Graduated from there, and then I opened my store up in two thousand one. Wow. That's incredible. Well, thank you for your service nice. in the Navy. I appreciate that. So two that. jobs in my whole life. Two jobs. And one was learning the ropes to go open what yeah, you do and now. And I didn't really wasn't going to do it on my own. I said, I don't, I don't want to move. I want to cut me in. I, I couldn't get cut in. So I said, all right, that's fine. I said, let me make a lateral move. To, and, but, you know, because we're, we're, whatever money we make, we're going to spend that much money, if not a little bit more. <laughs> so I said, okay, I couldn't make a lateral move. I was married at the time. I said, well, all right, well, I'll just go open up my own. And it's, uh, it's been good. It's been bad. It's been good. It's been good. It's been bad. It's, I mean, it's a roller coaster ride. Anytime you're in your own business, it's a roller coaster ride. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So what was that driving factor to get out and do something on your own? I just couldn't make a lateral move. I mean, it's a money factor. You know what I'm saying? So, so you just wanted to go to the next level, and yeah, he was like, well, no, so, you're good at well, this as a sales rep? Or? Well, I just said, you know, what What am I going to do to make more money? And I said, okay, if I, if I have a family, if I get married, mm-hmm. all right, I was, I was already married. Let's say I have a kid, I have a house, no car notes, all that stuff that comes along with that. What if they walk in one day and fire me? What if they walk in and say, well, and then all of a sudden I'm like, what am I going to do now? Right. You see what I'm saying? We all have a little nest egg built up or hope we have a nest egg built up, but it's like, what am I going to do now? I was looking for some security. Mm-hmm. So why not open your own business? That's real secure. Trust <laughs> I was me. about to say not that is real, not, no. that's but, not what that's, oh, but, someone thinking I need security. Yeah, Let me open my own business. Yeah, that's not, that's the opposite. Yeah, effect. it is. So, yes, <laughs> it is a complete opposite, but in my mind, it wasn't opposite. So that's what I did. And I, um, I went and I looked for some fixtures and, and I opened up. My first store was next to uh, Calandro's on uh, Perkins and Segan. Okay. Right next to the, uh, there's a, uh, uh, I don't know, one of those uh, DMV places yeah, right there. Yeah, that's Express Lane. So, so you, was, you were in the old, the current Express Lane? That was your no, storefront? so there was a store next, so there's Tuesday morning in the corner. Yeah. And then there was my store. No, it was Red Stick Sports. He's, I think he's out of business now, but there was Red Stick Sports had a location. And then there was me right there. And I stayed okay. there for two years. And then I moved out to my location on Highland at the gates of the country club. And I was there for, I think, 16 years. Wow. And then I moved next to where I am now, next to the French Market Bistro a couple of years ago, which by far has been the best move I've ever made. So what made you pick that first location on Perkins and Segan? You know, uh, Dr. Hill, which is a, uh, he's deceased now, but uh, he's a big real estate guy here in town. And um, he owned that shopping center. And, you know, uh, and when you're in, the, when you're in the, the business that you're in, be it be you're a, a barber or you're in a bar room or you're going to do what you know, you know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. knew, okay, let me see if I can mirror what I learned Right. There. You knew clothes. Yeah. So let me see if I can mirror it and get as mo- as comfortable as I can get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, uh, and back when I started, it wasn't the internet was in its infant stages. There was no social media. There Amazon was, no, was still that, selling uh, books. Yeah. They, well, I didn't even know what Amazon was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. And it, so I'm sitting there and uh, it, it was something. It was, uh, I can remember that I was 28 years old. 
I uh, didn't have any children yet. Um, we, my wife and I were living out uh, on, the, on the border of East Baton Rouge Parish in a subdivision called Azalea Lakes. And I mean, it was, it was good. And it was, uh, but it was, uh, it was a rough road, man. I tell you. I bet. I mean, getting anything off the ground oh, is a crazy. challenge. You know, let me tell you, I tell everybody, I said, you think you know how to do a business, but you really don't know anything. Until when, you start Until one. you get in there and you roll your sleeves up and you get in the nut. Just because you can sell clothes, mm-hmm. don't mean you know anything about the clothing business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just or because HR. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. like you in the, in the, in the, the money section, you know, it's, 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 it was, uh, it's been a uh, constant roller coaster, but it's a good roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's an emotional high. And, you know, as a salesman, you're only as good as that day. The next mm-hmm. day you're looking for another, I, and I hate to even compare this, but I tell everybody, I said, if you, you watch TV and they depict these, these addicted people <laughs> when they, when they have a, uh, well, they're looking for another fix the next day. So it's uh, true though. You give me two or three days where it's slow. I'm not a very happy person. So, right. Well, I mean, anyway. especially as a, as a business, as a salesperson, mm-hmm. because you're relying on that owner to do whatever they can to get yeah. somebody through the door. Yeah. And so you're only highs when they walk through that door. Mm-hmm. But as a business owner, you've got that full cycle. Yeah. You get that high from getting that feedback. Someone saying, Hey, Ugh. love what I purchase, you know, et cetera. Can I get to a follow up order and get something else? Or you have somebody saying, Hey, I heard about you from so-and-so and that's why I came here. And that gives you that high now. That that's what I like is when somebody calls and says, I need to come in. I need something. I need something done. I, I said, you know, we can sit down and you get to know them and they actually look at you and say, okay, this guy really knows what he's talking about. He has my best interest at heart, you know, right. cause like I tell everybody, I said, my worst thing is I need somebody out there saying, boy, those clothes look like I can't say those words on the air, but those clothes look like, you know, on you, you know, and I said, where right. did you get that? And I like people say, oh, you look great. You know, that's what, you know, you look good. Where'd you mm-hmm. get that from? Right. And that's what I need. You know what I'm saying? I need people talk, I mean, you know, good, good chatter, not bad chatter. Right. So, and especially with the ever evolving world of the social uh, media, people want that personal attention instead of just seeing some model wearing it. Oh yeah. Buy that item. Cause it looks good on the model. Yeah. You'll sit down with some Louisiana boys that may not look like models. Yeah. I, I fit a lot of, uh, we do a lot of custom work. Uh, there's guys that come in and I was just on the phone with a rep earlier and they were talking, about, I said, man, do you sell jeans? He said, what do you mean jeans? I said, do you sell jeans? He said, what do you mean jeans? I said, look, if a guy wears a size 40 dress pants, I don't want to put them in a 34 pair of your jeans just because they got lycra in them. They stretch out to here. You know what I'm right. saying? And that's, and it's crazy. So we, it's, it's, it, the businesses, they, they make clothes for the masses. They don't make clothes for the individual. And so that's where I come in and just say, you know, why, 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 you know, you don't wear it all the time. Why not get something that, that, that fits good and, and fits right. And that's where I come in and kind of plan your wardrobe. Exactly. You're too young for this, but I used to call it the uh, 495 suit days. It's when a guy walked in in the fall and bought three suits and a sport coat, shirts, ties, and everything, and wore to work every day. Okay, nowadays, a guy doesn't wear clothes like that anymore. He So he says, okay, let me get a couple of good, nice suits. Let me get some custom suits. And that's where I say, mm-hmm. like, why don't we do that? Get something that fits. That way, when somebody calls you, that's the way when Patty G calls and says, let's go out to a fancy restaurant. He can get dressed up and hang with you. Right. And, and wear something comfortable. <laughs> That's right. That's just something that fits. Yeah. Because I know from, I mean, growing up, I was always the odd size. Yeah. I, was, I had like 32 waist, 32 length pants. 
and like looking for that in your mass, it's not the common. So you're sitting there for hours trying yeah, to find your mm -hmm. size where someone comes in, you measure them and you're like, all right, this is what you need to wear. This is how it's going to fit. I shop in the Husky section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that attention to detail and that personal touch that I think makes Harper so special and so unique. Well, I hope so. I mean, we work hard on it. So we're open six days a week. You know, we used to uh, be open on Mondays, but now I kind of plan my days next. Uh, you know, Justin McDonald has the French Market Bistro next to me, and they do a great business. So I kind of plan my days around them. If they're open, I'm open. You know what I'm saying? And and it works out because I always get overflow, walk in after lunch, anything like that. So it tends to help out good. So so you get the overflow from the French market. The let's say let's say that that let's say you're coming to meet your wife and some friends for dinner and they're right. not they're not there yet. You might walk in, pick up a knit shirt, pick up a you know, that kind okay. of thing. So it's it's I get plenty of that. And I also people say, Wow, I didn't know how long you've been in business. 20 years, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, you've been there <laughs> yeah, a while. I've been there a while. So I get it's it's nice. You know, we got we got a great center out there. We've got, you know, we got sunshine cleaners. We've got um uh Karen Marino has her Pilates, BR Pilates is right there, or Pilates Plus, I can't remember, but she's right next to me. And that's uh Gino's wife that has Gino's restaurant. And then there's me, and then there's um the bistro, and then they're opening up a new uh a new uh, kind of design place next to that. And then there's a, 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 a eye doctor there. So we got a good and we got the vet in the front and then we got a couple of women's boutiques in the front. So it's a great little center, you know? Right. So there's plenty of stuff to bring people to the center. So we all kind of feed off of each other. And so. you're like right off the interstate too. You're not yeah. that far of a travel for That's somebody nice. to go in town if they're mm -hmm. passing through. It's funny in Baton Rouge, you've got people that live over close to the Bocage area that won't drive out to that area. And you got people that live in that area that won't drive out to uh, to the Bocage area just because of the traffic, you know, it's kind of, oh it's yeah. kind of, we're turning into a zip code living type place, you know, but what, what I like is I feed off of Prairieville and all that South, Homa, Thibodeau, all that area. Also, you get people from Homa and Thibodeau? I got customers in Texas. I got customers in Houston. I got customers in Lafayette. So I travel a little bit also if somebody needs some clothes and stuff. I do custom fitting at offices and stuff like that. Okay. So, so how does how does that work exactly? So I load up. So you get bags of swatches and everything else and just go call C and, and we sit down and we map out a wardrobe there and maybe I'll meet them at their home and we'll go through their closet and make suggestions on that kind of stuff. So really go down to New Orleans. We do about 500 custom shirts a year. And once you get somebody wearing customs clothing, sport coats, suits, pants, whatever they need, once you get them hooked on that, then it's, 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 done. it's gravy. I mean, they're not going to go buy something off the rack cause it's not going to fit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it, that, that's the custom business. I mean, why go buy something that doesn't fit? Cause you're going to, you know, buy once, buy right. Right. hundred yeah. percent. I'd rather invest. I'd see clothing as like an investment so that it lasts you a long time mm -hmm. and you're yeah. able to wear it again and again and again without having it, you know, wear out or just not fit after so many Wears. You can go to some of these places where you sit there and you can, uh, you buy one suit, you get 18 suits free, you know, it seems like, let's see, <laughs> and, then they, and then they charge you for $200 to alter them and everything mm -hmm. else, whereas you come see me, you already spent the money, you spent it once and you're good to go. So. Yeah. So now are the, the items you carry, is it unique brands that people are aware of, or is it like your Harper's brand? So I carry a lot of Harper's brand and, and, you know, I hate without the, uh, 
the fear of sounding too uh, cocky. Uh, somebody mm. asked me, they said, what separates Harper's from this store? I said, me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's me. It's true. I mean, you you know, what separates uh, Harper's is me. You know what I'm saying? So I try to find unique items. You know, I carry Alden shoes. I carry Oxford suits. You know, Oxford, you're in the five dollars $6,000 range. Alden shoes, you're starting at about five fifty. Both of those are iconic American brands, but I also sell AFCO fishing apparel. So you can come in there and buy a fishing shirt and a pair of shorts for 100 bucks. You got a shirt and a short. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I carry a little bit of everything. I carry, I just kind of look for different unique items, you know, something where guys can walk in. And what's neat about the new store is I have a lot of walk-in traffic. So I've what I've learned is I've got to have that stuff sitting on the shelf. You got to have you, the appeal. I got to have the appeal. The window shopping. I got to have the different. I got to have the appeal. And I got to have that instant gratification for that customer that comes in and says, I want this. Absolutely. They don't want to order it because they might get home. Maybe that wine or that liquor rolls off their head. The next morning they're <laughs> like, well, I don't want that anymore. And they cancel the order. But if they grab it and go, they got that instant gratification, which is nice. 100%. So, and they were able to take back something tangible. Um, so on LinkedIn, we've got Aaron Watts. Uh, they say, do you, cu- do you custom suits for weddings? I do tons of custom suits for weddings. Okay, so, so it's you just, can do like all weddings. I do a lot of lot of lot of grooms. I'll do their weddings. A lot of the fathers of the bride, that kind of thing. Um, it's hard to do a lot of custom suits for groomsmen because what happens is, is you start spending fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. A lot of people aren't going to spend that for a groom. Right. For it to be a, a stand in a wedding. You know what I'm saying? Because you figure not that people don't have that kind of money, but you figure that guy, 25 to 30 years old, doesn't have that kind of money. So yeah, what I got I, married at 21. Yeah, well, poor you. <laughs> but anyway, so what I tell people a lot of times is I'll put together a deal like where the groom will come in and I'll say, let's do, we'll do your suit custom. Okay. And then I'll cut you a little slack on doing some of this stuff for your uh, groomsmen, you know, okay. maybe get them in at like 325, something like that. Is it the best quality stuff? No. Is it better than you're going to get at a men's warehouse or something like that? Yes. You see what I'm saying? So, right. and that'll cover the alterations and then make sure everybody looks the same and looks good and all that. So, yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense. To but me. weddings are with something, boy, you start getting about eight to 10 suits because here's the deal. You got guys that live in Texas, guys mm-hmm. that live in Mississippi, whatever. And they call them and they say, what size are you? Whatever. I said, no, nah, no. Nah. You're either going to go get measured somewhere or you're going to come let me measure you because I don't want you calling in. You might have been a 32 five years ago, but you're about <laughs> 36 now and that ain't going to fit. So they run, in right, to pick yeah. their, they run in to get their suit right before the wedding and then I'll have to start scrambling and everything else just to get them fitted right. So. Yeah. Then you're going to have to do all the alterations and make sure it works yeah. and it's weddings are a headache. Been there, done that. Got yeah. the merit badge. And it's, 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 it's fun when it all comes together, but you gotta, you have to have a method to the madness. And another method to the madness is I say, look, I'm not collecting from all these guys. You pay, you collect. Do you see what I'm saying? Really? Because then a lot of times what happens is these groomsmen, they'll wait to the last minute. And I'm sitting there and I say, no, you pay me and then I'll, you can collect from your groomsmen. Because <laughs> when you're on them, they, when old Sam's on them, they're going to say, oh, I'll let that slide a little bit down the road. So, yeah, they'll get to it when they get to it, right? That's it. That's a, you get the old train coming by. Oh, yeah, that train's like a staple in this show. It's <laughs> like every other episode we'll have the train roll through here or sirens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, speak of the devil, Flynn Foster said Sam's a great man. <laughs> I love Flynn. <laughs> 
<laughs> Flynn's a good dude. He's a simple, simple guy. That he's he always whatever Flynn says. You know, you um, you can take it to the bank. It's good. Oh yeah, and you need Flynn. He's there for you too. I Absolutely. love Flynn. That whole group at Guarantee. You know, you have Gordy and all those guys. It's 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 good eggs. Yeah, so, they're a whole wonderful bunch. Yeah, and they're they're just a blast to be around and know so much and so well connected in the community, which yeah. is great. So you've done three moves. Yeah, right. You've done Perkins. Oh, and I Seagan. forgot to tell you, I had a downtown store. So you had two stores yeah, I had at two once. Two stores. This is smart. How, okay. this How is was smart. that? This is smart to do. When, you, when you've been open about a year, why not go ahead and open another store while you're doing it? You know, you hadn't quite got your <laughs> the feet. Safe, the safety net, right? Yeah, all safety about the net, safety right. net. It's all about the safety net. So I opened up at the corner right next to, right kind of down. It was uh, North and Third, okay? And so it was, um, so do you know where the subway is at the corner North and Third? There's a juice junkie that's there now? Yes, so that was uh, a Thomas Kincaid gallery that okay. was owned. So I went in there, and it was it was it was dirt cheap. The rent was six hundred dollars a month. So I said, I'll, I'll try For this. Downtown, yeah, downtown real estate. Yeah, downtown real estate. Now this is in two thousand and three. So. I had it for about, I think I had it for a year down there, and then I shut it down. But it was, uh, uh, I put a guy down there that I knew, and it just didn't work out. And it was, um, you know, as a salesman, especially in a new business, if you're going to sit and wait on somebody to walk in the door, you're going to go broke. Okay, it's just not going to happen. Unless you're in the mall or something like that, and you got tons of people walking. So... I'll get back to that in a second. But so I had it down there. I had a shoe shine guy down there. And uh, we were the, the best thing about that was a place to watch the Spanish Town Parade because it turned right there in front of the store. So I had, I had two, two, two great Montreal parties there. But $600 a, a month down there for, the, you know, with electricity yeah. and all the other stuff and overhead. So I always used to laugh. I said, um, I always tell my I always come up with a number and I said I said you go downtown much and everybody said yeah I go down there a little bit I said well I got some money running around down there and I throw out some bogus number and I say if you find it I'll split it with you because I lost it because I did let me tell you <laughs> but I ain't a little before my time but downtown Baton Rouge is coming back I walk down there a lot during the weekends and uh, I like downtown Baton Rouge it's coming along it's cleaning up it's got a little bit left to go but it it, it it's a hidden jewel in Baton Rouge yeah. downtown. It, there's a lot of improvement that's been happening over the last decade or so, which yeah. is huge. That's yeah, really, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. You know, <laughs> some of the state buildings back there in the back that are, uh, I think the, the appellate courts back there, there's a little park area and everything that you can walk in. And uh, it's, downtown Baton Rouge is, is not bad at all anymore. But back to the selling part. So I was I was laughing when I first opened. You know, we didn't have the internet like we talked about earlier. We right, didn't have right. all that, but we did have a big phone book that was about that thick. Mm-hmm. And I would flip through that phone book and say, "Oh, I know that guy. Let me call him. Oh, I know that guy. Let me call him. I know that guy." So the- Hey, Sam Wood, how you doing, man? Yeah, good. Yeah. Can you come buy some clothes for me? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm just checking to see how you're... No, you're not, Sam. You're trying to sell me clothes. Bingo. Yeah, so I just would flip through the phone book and find it. But I'd make 150, 200 calls a day sometimes just to get the thing rolling. That's incredible. Well, you had to, man. And so that was like the white, the old white pages, was it? It was white pages and yellow pages. Yeah. about that thick. It was about three inches thick. And you just 100, 200 people a day. Yeah, 
all the time. As a salesman back then, that's what you had to do, cold call. I was no different than the New York Life salesman or Northwest right. Mutual or whatever. You know, it's a game of numbers. Yeah, the, the products are different, but the game is the same. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I don't do that too much of that anymore, but man, those were some... Uh, those were some rough days. Oh my gosh, I bet. I mean, because yeah. you think being downtown with a community that's downtown, the people in the suits and the ties, you would think a, a place like yours would just flourish in the downtown environment. Well, there's a store down there now called Bates and Thickpin, and they've been down there a long, long <clears throat> time, and uh, they're actually pretty good guys. And um, they they cater to that downtown, that state worker business, and they, I think they do uniforms with the post office and... Um, and the uh, sheriff's department, and I, I think a couple other ones. But they, they, I actually visited with those guys a few months ago, and um, and I've been in the business almost 30 years. I'd never met them, and I went and visited with them for a little while. And they do a good job down there. They they cater to who they need to cater to. Down okay. There. So it's a rough crowd <laughs> down there sometimes because you know you got a lot of people that go to work 30 minutes early and mm -hmm. take a 30 minute lunch that yep. way they can leave at two o'clock on a friday and the last thing they're thinking about is coming to see sam willard and buy a coat or tie oh yeah now they're trying to get in and get out as yeah, quick as they can yeah 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 because of that great traffic so steven smith on linkedin says i'm looking for horizontal seersucker <laughs> <laughs> Steve, steven was one of my former employees we had some good times he he uh steven uh yeah, I'll, I'll go out there on a limb sometimes and buy some very ugly stuff. And uh, one time I bought some seersucker pants that were horizontal. Instead of straight uh, vertical, they were horizontal. Those didn't sell very well. They went to the old sale rack. Yeah, I don't I don't see that working out. I don't, see <laughs> working see, out I don't sell well. a whole lot of seersucker now anyway. In so, South Louisiana, you don't sell a lot of seersucker? No, that's not my game, man. It's okay. Like you got to sell a lot of $295 suits to make any money. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, just not my game. Well, people don't dress like they used to. I mean, people buy two or three sport coats or something like that. But, you know, sometimes you go to weddings, people don't even have a suit on sometimes. It's crazy. And it's, it's uh, you know, used to be if, if you, you know, um, if you went to Ruth Chris, which I think is a, is a fairly nice restaurant, it's probably one of the nicest restaurants in town, most people have a coat on. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. Got people in there in shorts. You know what I'm I saying? I saw that. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, it's, 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 you know, but, but what's crazy is, is you sit there and you ask somebody and you say, well, why you got shorts on? Well, my money's good in shorts. Okay, that's fine. And that's just things that the standards in the, in the restaurants have, have kind of, you know, I think everybody, I mean, because what basically what is there to do in Baton Rouge? Okay. You got LSU mm -hmm. and you get to eat out. Yeah. That's the two things you do in Baton Rouge. Right, they got some LSU, other, other other things, LSU, but yeah, and you eat out. Yeah, okay. So it's uh, it's it's a um, it's funny. People don't dress like they used to to go into restaurants. Yeah, I mean, well, the workplace is dressed down. Workplace you know? is started is, I, with. I'm working accounting firm, and I'm wearing I'm wearing jeans and a button down. Well, you know? it started with um, casual Friday. Yep. So everybody started wearing knit shirts. And then what happened was everybody started, um, they said, okay, we're going to do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then it said no tie. And it's just, it's gotten to the point. But the problem is, is you got young guys coming in there that are wearing these khaki pants that look like they slept in them and everything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. And they said, well, no, they're exactly khaki what pants. No, they're not khaki. <laughs> I mean, you look like. You know what I'm saying? There's that right. word coming out again. But you look at but and it, it's just amazing to me 
that people, they'll say, well, it's just going to work. I said, yeah, but you're not going to take your girlfriend or your wife or a date out looking like that. Right. You could get dressed up for that, so you can't get dressed up to wear. I mean, have a little pride in your in what you're wearing. You know, you're yeah. not gonna go to jeans and uh, to work in uh, wrinkled jeans. No. Hopefully, you're you're you're. Uh, can you say boss anymore? Or can you say? I mean, I don't know. If that's I think bosses bosses. I mean, who knows? You know, my wife told me that you can't say master bedroom anymore. You have to say something like that. I said, okay, whatever. Grand bedroom. Grand bedroom <laughs> is what she said. So uh, you know, your boss um, uh, is not gonna. I know in my store, if if uh, if you're thin skinned you're not gonna stay there long because I'm gonna heckle <laughs> you to death until you start looking and dressing the right way. Someone's going to walk in and say, uh, all right, you're going to say you can't leave in those uh, clothes. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, Stephen Smith. Stephen, um, he worked for me. Uh, I have a lot of guys that have worked for me. I got some doctors, some lawyers, some uh, guys that are high up in construction firms. And, you know, in 20 years, I've had a lot of college kids come through there. And um, it's fun to watch them. You know, now some of them have kids and it's, it's, it's kind of neat to see, you know. I'm still slinging rags and they're all being doctors and lawyers, you know what I'm saying? So but they still good. come and shop with you. That's right. They still come back and visit every once in a while. So, Okay. So you, you had two locations after a year in business, which mm. was, you know, in your head, the right move to make. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you, you brought it back down to one. You said you were in front of the Baton Rouge Country Club? No, I was, um, I was next to uh, Calandro's. And then I closed that store and moved out in front of the Country Club Louisiana. Country Club, okay, Country Club Louisiana. There's nothing to put in front of Baton Rouge Country Club unless you want to sit on S and Lane. Right. So. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, where, I was trying to figure out. I was like, yeah, where in the world you is he over in front the of Baton Rouge? And, and, you, and you bump the beggars and everything else. You can put a store right there in the median. But right. That's a story for another day. But um, so you're in front of the Louis, Country Club of Louisiana. Yeah, and I was there. So. Um, there's a store in there called Chatterbox now, which is a women's dress store. And uh, but I was the first one in there, and I was there for I mean a long time, long time. So what made you move? This spot came up next to uh, French Market Bistro, and I was looking for some walk-in traffic. And uh, the traffic had gotten so bad out there. It's uh, once you get to right past the country club it backs up right there getting to the interstate where the blue bayou is everybody going to prairieville and everything else and i just said i just i needed to change i was getting kind of burnt out looking for something different looking for something new and it, it was it was definitely worth doing yeah i mean because then exciting. you're at, at that location it's almost like you're waiting for someone to come see you yeah you know that's what you're relying on is someone to actually come to your destination mm -hmm. and shop your store mm -hmm. whereas where you're at now You've got a whole marketplace that's going to pull people to go there. And so, I mean, I think it's oh, a one, one of the excellent great. moves. So we moved in there. And then, so I moved in there in August of 19 and then rolled around the March. What happens? Bam. Shut me down. And night, what has it been since night? Yeah. yeah 19, so, March so, of 19. Yeah. So in, uh, in 20, March of 2020, uh, John Bell calls everybody and says, you got to shut down if you're non, uh, non -essential. essential business. So I went home for about four months and, uh, we'd come to the store and we'd open up for about just to get dressed, to have somewhere to go. I'd go over there and, and, and open up and hang out to about for about an hour and <laughs> leave and come home. I had another, uh, guy that worked for me and he would stay till about 12, but, uh, it, it, it you know, as, as bad as, as COVID seems to different people, 
four months off for me was a blessing in disguise. It was a, uh, a, a time to reflect, time to uh, really think about, okay, what are we going to do going forward different, uh, take care of some personal issues um, that I needed to just, you know, uh, get back with the man upstairs and, and, and uh, visit with him a little more often. And uh, it was good. I mean, it was stressful, but it was good. And, uh, and then we, you know, we opened back up in the fall and, um, and this year has been a good year so far also. So I, 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 uh, you know, dare to find anybody, I guess, as you could say that, that, you know, COVID was good to Harper's. Okay. That, the, 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 uh, the amount of, uh, federal funding put out by the SBA, uh, the PPPs, the EIDLs, those kind of things. If you were doing what you were supposed to do and you were playing your cards right, a lot of businesses, uh, including myself, came out ahead with this from where they were before. And right. it was it was a, it was a good a good good lesson for me to learn about uh, where I spent money, what I spent money on, and and how are we going forward, and and how can I become a better business owner and a better family man. So. Yeah. I mean, it gave a lot of people time to reflect if they mm. used it wisely. Yeah. You know, there's some people that didn't and some people didn't make it through for personal reasons because mm. they couldn't handle the time away from people. And it's a sad reality. But those that took the time to grow personally, you know, spiritually, like you said, is really the best use of that time to be off. Well, you, you, you also got to, you know, uh, like I tell everybody, I said, look, I got to work. Okay. I got two kids at home, one in college, and Bills one, keep at, coming one in. in. So <laughs> Bills don't stop. Okay, you got to work, and you got people and the family people that, that they're relying on you. And my wife works, and uh, thank goodness for that. And uh, she pulled us through COVID. But you know, you if you want to raise your children right, bills don't stop. No. Right, you got to keep going. They never stop. They never stop. So. Yeah, it's easy to roll over and say, play dead and not worry about it. But I'm just not that kind of person. So, I mean, I, I tell everybody, I said, I might pay you a little late sometimes, but I'm eventually going to pay you. Yeah, so, we'll, get, we'll get there as soon we'll as, get I, there as, soon we as get I can. There. Yeah. So, so what was the, the idea behind the naming? Harper's Haberdashery. So my name is Samuel Harper Willard. Okay. Okay. And um, That's a name. I like. Yeah, I just like Harper as a name. So that's when I said I shouldn't. And looking back in retrospect, I probably should have just called it Sam Willards. But it was, uh, um, and I have played with the logo. Everyone would call it Sam Willards Harper's Haberdashery or whatever. But um, Harper is my middle name, and I just came up with that. And I was catch up a catchy name Haberdashery and. There's where there's where <laughs> there's where I went, you know. So, I mean, I think that's the a great way to name a business using your middle name. It's I mean, it's catchy, and it so happens that something in your field was able to flow off the tongue easily with mm. your name as well. But what does haberdashery mean? Well, men's uh, accessories, shirtings, that kind of thing. And um, so, I Harry Truman had a haberdashery in Kansas City. Yep. And uh, he, he unfortunately didn't make it, but uh, but he went on to better things. Yeah. But um, it's just uh, a men's shirting, accessories, shoes, uh, ties, belts, yeah, et cetera. We, we looked it up beforehand, and it was like, Harper Dashery is a Harper Dasher store. And I'm yeah. like, that doesn't, that doesn't answer yeah, my question. They don't do a very good job. <laughs> so then we finally able to determine, that's a mean sire. 
Um, yeah. So we're out, finally able to determine, like like you said, a harbor. A harbor this was the B. Harbor Dashery. Haber. Haber. Ha, thank you. Haber, Haber Dashery. H-A-B. Mispronounce it in all so this my, time. So my email address is harpershaberdashery at Gmail, okay? So you try to explain that and with my redneck accent, <laughs> trying to portray that over the telephone somebody. I say, look, let me just email you for my email. What's your email address real quick? And then you can send me something back. Yeah. So, and that's but, uh, sometimes in the South, that's what we got to do. And it's funny how the business has evolved now is now with uh, when you place orders and you do stuff, it's all email. Oh, yeah. Everything is email. Everything. Well, because now it's you got that written that written timetable. You got that written communication. You got instead of getting, oh, well, on the phone, we said this and that. Well, no, no, no. On an yeah, email, you can't uh, you can't lie on an email. No, you can't. I, say, well, no, I people, made an order right here. There's a lot of people that can get tough on an email. Though. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Like, he gets tough on an email. And then when you call him on the telephone, it's like, oh, hello, Mr. Willard. How are you doing today? Yeah. How what, are you what doing? What can we do for you? Yeah. Uh, you awful tough on that email. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's the uh, the email is behind the keyboard. That's right. You can, you can, you can project it. And I think, to be honest with you, I think that's a problem that we have in our generation is the uh, generation and the generation coming up is people can't talk on the telephone. They can't get anything done. And I say, you know, I say, hey, did you, uh, Patty, did you talk to someone? Well, I emailed them. Well, hell, you emailed them at 8 o'clock this morning. It's 4 o'clock. Haven't you heard back from them? Don't you think? <laughs> we, you probably could have called them and had it done by 830. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But everybody, because, you know, oh, I emailed, that's everybody's cop out nowadays. Oh, I emailed them. I texted them. I emailed, well, how about you pick up the dang telephone and talk to them a little bit? That's why they have telephones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, I think that's a big problem of communication skills that we have right now. Yeah, it's a matter of you being able to. You got another question coming through? No, I'm just checking to see, make sure things, the screen went black. I think we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, emails is, is great when you need that order reference to mm-hmm. say, hey, this is what I order. These are the explicit instructions. But if you're calling someone to get something done and say, you're, you're sending the email, call them. Hey, I just sent you an email with the order details. Did you get it? Read yeah, through it. All right, uh, great. Can we get that? Can we get it in? So it's funny as I've got a good friend of mine, uh, Trey Beal, that runs Gulf Coast Office Products and um, has for years. But, you know, we're all kind of within 10 years of each other and we all do business together just to kind of help it. You know, so Trey every year would roll in this big old fax machine. It's probably something that like Flynn has at his office. I mean, it's a size. I've seen one at Flynn's office. It's like this big. I mean, it's high and I don't know how to use half of it. And the only reason I would get that is because like you were talking a paper trail because I would scan something or fax it, Mm -hmm. fax it. And oh, it yeah. would print me out what I faxed with the date and the time. And that's the only reason I had that thing. But now I'm scared. And, and it would say received or it yeah. say sent. Uh-huh. And you, yeah. you had that paper confirmation. Yeah. Oh, my yes. gosh. I, e- emails are the, it's that bittersweet. You know, you don't get that instant reply. But I can say, well, no, I see that you read, even read receipts. Oh, you oh, can do that? You can do read receipts that shows someone opened the email. And then I can say, no, I saw you. I, I, I got proof you read it. I better turn that off on mine in case somebody emails me and I don't want to. I don't want them to know. It's like read receipts on your phone. It's like read receipts on your phone. You know, <laughs> someone texts you and you say and you open the message, they'll get a oh read on such a date. Yeah. yeah. And then you then they're looking. Well, Sam hadn't replied to my text message and I saw he read it yesterday. Yeah, that's something, man. That's a problem though we have with phones and everything else. Is nobody can put it down. Nobody yeah. wants to be able accessible twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. And that's that's I think that's a problem that we have. You know, it's, I think that it's hard people, to balance. 
Well, I mean, it's it, it's it's. I mean, we walk around and 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 you go, oh well, so and so texted me. Why hadn't they texted me back? Or so and so, I text blah 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 blah. You know, why hadn't this? Why hadn't that? And it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's crazy, man. People are always, you know, that mind is a terrible thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we always want everyone to be open at all times. Yeah. And so, like, for example, you've got customers, I'm sure, that may call you on the weekends or something. Well, I forward the calls to my cell phone. So when I leave there, the calls are to my cell phone. Now, if you need me, I'll meet you. Yeah. I, I, I And that's the thing. If you need, I don't care if you need shirts, socks, whatever. Now, I'm going to kind of feel you out. If you call me for a pair of socks, we might have to work <laughs> on something like that. But, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, that's what separates me from the other guy. When right. you call Harper's, you get Sam Willard. You're not getting, you know what I'm saying? I, and that's what I tell the guys that work for me. I said, I want everybody's name, everybody's phone number that walks in the store. If they call, I want their name and the, well, we sold them something already. I don't care. I want to call and thank them for coming into the store. I want to call and say, maybe you're looking for something else because, you know, it's, it's, I got a lot of friends that are car dealers also. And when we, <clears throat> we talk all the time and we laugh, Unless you're a car nerd, like I am, you're going on a car lot for something. You know, you're going looking for something. Okay. When you walk in Harper's Haberdashery at 16645 Highland Road on the end of the outskirts of East Baton Rouge Parish. Okay. You're coming looking for something. That's what I tell my guys. Find out what it is. It's something. Well, they said they're just looking. What were they looking for? You know what I'm saying? What are, what are, you know? What 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 what's going on here? You know what I'm saying. So they, that's, they didn't walk into the store to peruse. Yeah, that's it. We're not walking lunch, y'all. This ain't the right. mall. This ain't the the old Woolworth counter. Here's another thing you do. Uh, back in the old Bon Marche Mall, mm-hmm. they used to have a Woolworth, and all the Woolworth little drugstore dime stores had little lunch counters, and they had the old Piccadilly down there. So yep. what would you do? You ate at Piccadilly. You walked through the mall. And you walked your lunch off, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Yeah, so, that's not what Harbor's haberdashery no, is. No, we're not, we're not a gum-chewing store. <laughs> yeah, but so. it's it's that personal touch that businesses, are, I feel like, are losing nowadays. They're getting, you place the order online, it's mailed to your house. The only time you ever need to come in is if you need a fitting, you know? Oh, but with crazy. you, it's like, no, you're going to go in there to Harper's, and Sam's going to sit you down and say, what do you need? What events are coming up? Why are you here? Yeah, what Let's do we do? Fit an outfit Before for you. Before you waste my time mm-hmm. and I waste your time selling you a bunch of stuff that you don't need or you don't want. Let's talk about what we and I think customers generally like that. Oh, 100%. Because, you know, if 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 you can't afford a $2,000 suit, what what then why should I sell you a $2,000 suit? Okay? Now you might say I want this $2,000 suit and that's fine. You I'll sell you the $2,000 suit. But I think it's wrong of me. Let's sit down. Let's get a game plan. Let's find out if we have a budget. And let me show you the difference. Okay, let me right. show you the difference between a $395, $495 suit and this suit. Let me explain to you the difference. And it might be that you might want it. Do you see what I'm saying? Or it mm-hmm. might be, say, you know, and, and I'll flat out tell you, I can't do it for that. If it's something that I can't do, because back to what we talked about earlier, is I need cheerleaders out there. I don't need somebody walking around going, God, that looks like crap on you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That does, not, that does me no good, does you no good. Well, yeah, and you don't sell products that are going to have somebody dressed like no, that. No, I don't sell that kind of stuff. Yeah. But 
I do sell whatever somebody needs, whatever is your budget. If you tell me I got this much to spend, okay, this is what, this is the avenue we're going to go down. This is what we're going to do. Okay. It might be where somebody says, okay, I got this much to spend. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do custom shirts, but we're going to get an off the rack suit and we're going to do it that way. And I think we can, we can kind of measure because look, just because I sell a lot of custom doesn't mean everybody needs custom. You know what I'm saying? There's certain guys that, that, that they don't need custom. And I'll flat out, unless they want that, tell them that. So, Which is great to hear because it's not like you're in. And again, as a business owner, you're not as a sales rep who's going after that commission. Mm. As a business owner, you're going after that relationship. Yeah, that's what You're I'm going doing. after that person to come back again and again and again mm. because that is the owner, like we said in the beginning, that's that high that you need. You well, need that you repeat. you like that repeat business. You <clears throat> yeah. like that guy coming in and saying, oh, the only problem is, is if you sell quality product like I do, a lot of times the stuff doesn't wear out. So <laughs> They're coming in for a variety. <laughs> yeah. So you get guys that just, but if you got a, <clears throat> excuse me, if you got a guy that, that wears clothes hard, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to come in and repeat and stuff like that and buy different things. So, yeah. which also is cool because what I'll do is, is I keep an old school manila folder on everybody with all their swatches. So you can come in and I can lay it all out and say, okay, we did this, 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 and this last time. Let's do this, this, and this, this time. So you still do it with paper, paper not, not even a little computer. Paper, paper, paper. What happens if that computer goes down? What happens if you walk in and say, let's look at what I bought. Last- oh, my computer's down. Not a little bit. So we can't do business anymore? Is that what you're telling me? That's what everybody says. Valid I call point. It, the computer's down. Oh, really? Computer's down. How many times? Are, well, our computers are down. We can't look that up. That's so let's true. just sit here. Okay, computer's down. That's true. So that's not only wasted man hours, but that's wasted sale dollars also. Yeah, you're you know 100% what I'm saying? right. So all of a sudden, it might have taken me, you know, it might have taken you two months to get to my store. You might have a busy lunch schedule or busy whatever. And then all of a sudden you come in and you say, Sam, I want to buy this, this, and this. Can you pull up? What? Oh, shit, man. Excuse my French. The computer's down. <laughs> oh, well. Too I'm bad. Not too bad. I'm going somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I, I, I'm going I get computers it. down. Can't work. Computer's down. I get it. No, you're 100% Internet's right. Internet's down. So here we go, back to the phone calls mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Back to the phone books. Back to the basics, baby. <laughs> Computer's down. I love it. Internet's down. Can't talk to you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's the truth. Internet. No, I get it. I yeah. get it. I, yeah. I can't tell you. I've been to several places trying to, whether it be pay with card or look up yeah. something on the computer, and they've been down. How about You're when you hand right? somebody You're not wrong. a $20 bill and ask them to count your change back? They're like, at the computer, they, 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 they can't do it. Yeah, they can't. I mean, you, they just can't. I mean, I mean, they're like, it takes them a, it takes them a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, cash. What is cash? Yeah. Well, I mean, computers down. What else are you gonna do? You give me a free meal? Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. You yeah, know? it is what it is. You know. Backup. Gotta have my backup. What are you? What are you? Those little junk drives that everybody backs up their computers with. Flash drive. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it's called. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, so we're getting we're getting towards the end of the show. And I have a set. Wow, already. I, I told you before we got started. Man. It's easy. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get to talk about Baton Rouge. Well, we and will. the traffic and the trash and everything else on the ground. Well, there's one of the one of the final questions we ask involves Baton Rouge. So uh, you can take the spin on it however you wish. Yeah. But um, we do have four. And one of them is, if you if there was some, what is something you did as a kid 
you wish you could still do today? Wow. Something I did as a kid and I wish I still did it. You know, back when I, um, I was a kid, I was in the uh, Boy Scouts. And I remember going up to Avondale, which is up north of Clinton, which I thought was the biggest place in the whole world. I said, man, that, this campground is huge. And I'll never forget going camping on those fall days. Was we'd meet at uh, the, the uh, Lutheran Church on Terra Boulevard, and we'd meet and we'd leave on Friday, and we'd come back on Sunday. And I, I'll never forget that there's just not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I miss those. You know, you can't do that anymore. You can't go camping. You can't do really anything. I guess you can go camping. But what do you have when you go camping? Your cell phone, all this other <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? And turn it completely off. You got to leave it off in the, in the car and just don't touch it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you've done a lot over your career of, you know, coming up on 30 years of being in business. What are three lessons you've learned along the way? Um, I guess, uh, number one, you got to trust in God. That's a big one. You got to, you know, you really, it took me a long time to get to that point where you just got to, you got to do the best you can, work as hard as you can, and just trust that it's it's all going to work out. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay, too. Um, number two, uh, just because the business does $100,000 uh, doesn't mean you got a hundred thousand dollars to spend. That's a fact. You know, that's that's a big one. And uh, number three, probably one of my regrets is you got to take time with your family. You know what I'm saying? Just you, 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 you got to realize that that uh, you have to um, you have to take that family time. Just because the store is open, you don't have to be there. 24 hours, seven days a week. And that's a lot of problems that I think a lot of entrepreneurs have is they uh, spend a lot of time with their business because they know that that's the fuel that makes the the car go. But they also got to realize that they got to have that family time also. Yeah, that life work balance Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. it comes blended to where your life is your work. Mm. I mean, I'm victim of it and I fall under that so many times. My wife's like, you know, you're going to stop working. You're going to stop sending emails. I've worst I've had was I was up in a Nashville mountain yeah. and I got a phone call and had to pull out the laptop and remote yeah. it. She's like, what are you doing? We're in, you know, Gatlinburg. Why are you yeah. replying? I'm like, something's got to happen. Gotta it's it's got to happen right now. We got that phone. And it's tough to unplug. It yeah. really is. So, I mean, I think that is an excellent lesson of knowing when is the time to unplug and be with your family and really cherish those moments that you have. Yep. So the third question I typically ask, which I'm very curious to how you're going to take this, uh-huh. is what do you love about Baton Rouge? Wow, what <laughs> I love about Baton Rouge. I love Baton Rouge. Um, it's a good community. Um, it's uh, We've got a lot of issues with crime and, 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 and trash and... Uh, addiction and um you know i hate to see it's it's this wasn't just built overnight right okay the problems that we have in baton rouge took years and years and years to come to where they are today um i love baton rouge it's it's a it's a it's a good town it's a good place for my kids. Uh, my kids both are in Catholic school system. It's 
But I'm going to say what I don't like about Baton Rouge is in Baton Rouge, everybody points a finger and everything. It's nobody's fault. Nobody owns up to their problems here. And everybody's quick to point the finger at somebody else when something that they should take care of. And I, I think if people would start taking care of their own business, um, doing the things that they need to do, um, I think there's a lot of divisiveness, uh, I guess that's the word, in Baton Rouge, uh, both uh, racially and politically. And um, I just think that, you know, only time, the only way it's going to get better is if everybody works together. And right. it's just, it's, uh, you know, and it, it, it's simple things from uh, picking up a piece of trash on the side of the road. You know, if everybody would just do a little bit, you'd be amazed at how good a town Baton Rouge could be. Oh, yeah. Everybody Unless, does one small act. One small act day. turns into great acts. 100%. I'm so, right there with you as we have a picture of Coach O on the back wall here at Uncle Earl's. It reminds me what wife. he says, one team, one heartbeat. Yeah, Coach is a customer of mine, and I do all his clothes, and uh, he's a great man. Uh, I owe a lot to Coach O. Um, but uh, it's a one team, one heartbeat. I mean, we do, you know, we it, it, it's uh, simple things that people could do in Baton Rouge. It would be such a better place, you know. It's just, it, and I'm guilty of it. I'm not guilty of the trash thing, but I can, I can, um, I can get hot-headed in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, but we all a lot can. of times when I look at the reason I got hot-headed is a lot of things I did myself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just look at yourself in the mirror and see if you can make yourself a better person and do something good that day. 100%. And Perfect. so for the, the – I love that. And the, the final question is what can I do to help you? You know, just I, like I said, I need people out there talking about me. You know, people that, that um, you know, you can – Put me on your show. Talk about me. Tell your friends. Um, you know, what can you do to help me? Just go out and, and, like I said, do your little part. You know what I'm saying? Do your little part. And then if you do that, then, you know, hopefully you can get somebody to do their little part. That helps me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, and I appreciate you asking me on the show. It was a, it was a good time when, when, you, when you first said it. I said, uh, God, an hour. What are we going to talk about for an hour? But man, we've been on an hour. Absolutely, we have. It was yeah, a, it was a good time. I really appreciate it. Well, good. I'm glad you had fun, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad we made this happen, and I'm thankful for everybody else that are that are tuning in, whether it be through the LinkedIn Live, through the video and YouTube, or the audio version on whatever podcast platform or Talk 107.3 FM. If you're listening to us on the radio, I really appreciate it as well. Um, this is the latest rendition with Sam Willard, the owner of Harper's Haberdashery, right there, right out past Highland. Before you get to the interstate, what is that address again? Uh, 16645 Highland Road, right next to French Market Bistro. That's right. Go get you a good dinner and go get you a good outfit to compliment the dinner. That's right. That's well, right. thank you, Sam. And a big thanks to our wonderful two sponsors. And that is Falaya Real Estate, a local Baton Rouge built based app helping owner, homeowners not only save money on their sales and closing costs, but also become a new part of the community by finding a house where they're going to raise a family and raise a new lifestyle. And also to Government Taco, we talked about Flynn Foster over here in the, in the show. And Government Taco, let me tell you all, they've got an excellent selection of food. They're right there on the corner of Jefferson and Government Street. To Mondays is Margarita Monday, so when you listen to the Patty G Show, go app, go to Government Taco and get you a good discounted Margarita Monday. Tell them Patty G sent you. And with that, that's everything, y'all. Thank y'all so very much. I'm Patty G, host of the Patty G Show, here with Sam Willard, owner of Harper's Haberdashery. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>